Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. I am so excited to get started with my first episode here with Mrs. Mompreneur herself, the woman who got me on this track, and that is my mom, Diana Dunlevy Super. So go ahead, mom, introduce yourself, tell everybody um, who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into some timeline stuff after that. Woo woo! Happy <laughs> to be here. Always fun to come to see my baby and her babies. That's the biggest hook. And then the wine is always helpful. Yeah, we like to have our cocktails. We, we do. had a pizza party before this, before we got the kids down, and then we had to have a nice conversation outside. And now here we are actually recording in our basement, which is fun. <laughs> it's like Wayne's World. <laughs> First episode, this is how we're going to start it off. Maybe I'll just try to host all the podcasts in the basement and just make it an updated it version. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I'm Megan's mom, and I started my business officially in 2000. But when I think back, I definitely had the entrepreneur bug and I started dabbling before I actually took the steps to become incorporated and become like a real business. Um, And and we can get into that later, how you kind of try to find your path. But in 2000 is when I took the step to become incorporated. I left my corporate world because I wanted to spend time with Megan and be at her dance recitals and take her trick-or-treating and all that good stuff. Um, And so here I am 21 years later. It's taken a lot of twists and turns, a lot of learning, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, but I could never see myself sitting in an office Mm -mm. or having somebody tell me what to do. I'm just not good at that. (laughs) I think that's where it comes from, obviously, for me, since like that was how I grew up. But like what I always talk about with this business is I got into mompreneurship for the freedom. Like I saw you being able to pick me up from school and like do all the things. And like I've talked about in my mompreneur with ease method, it was amazing to be able to come home and like, yes, while we may have had to go to the office after school, like you picked me up and then you may have had to work, but you weren't hauled up in somebody else's office where I couldn't even talk to you or when you were taking orders from somebody else. Like that part of this lifestyle is, yes, it's harder probably to be a mompreneur yeah, than it is to be a working sure. mom, but I think the reward and the other side of it is so worth it. As long as you have the skin for it. It's, exactly. It's yeah. just, you trade, like when I was in corporate America, the paycheck was there every two weeks. That was comforting. Mm-hmm versus being an entrepreneur you're like oh my god a customer didn't pay and i need to pay my mortgage holy cow how's this going to happen so you're trading stresses right but for me what ousted me out of the corporate world was a couple a couple things but the main thing was not being able to be with you when i was working for webmd as a sales rep and they wanted me to travel and they wanted me to travel over halloween and that i was like oh no no you gotta gotta (laughs) have me in my costume oh no megan has to have the best costume (laughs) Um, and I just, I know these moments are fleeting yeah. and they go so fast that I, you know, and I was single. I didn't know if I was going to have a shot at, with another kid to do this. Not that that would have made it okay to ignore Megan, of course. <laughs> um, I don't think I would allow you no, to No, I don't me. think you would have either. 
But it was a really light bulb moment where I was like, I don't want to travel. And they were paying me great money and I was scared to death to walk away from it. But I was like, my time with my daughter is no, there's no price you can put on it. So I was kind of like, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'll just figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here we are. It might not be the best strategy, <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> I mean, it worked. You just got to keep at it. Right. And it'll work. Yeah. So, okay, tell everybody what you do, because I don't think many people oh. know what your business is. So tell them tell them what you do now, and then we can go into the go timeline of backwards. Like, okay, so cu- currently, the name of my company is DeMarie, and we make a product. Our core product is called Frappe Vino, which I developed in 2006, and it's an all-natural product that you add to wine, champagne, or hard liquor to turn your spirits or wine into a slush. All you have to do is put it in the freezer and four to five hours later, you have a slush. You don't need a blender. You don't need ice. It is super cool. Anybody <laughs> who's interested, I'm just going to do like a random little plug here. <laughs> Go to demarieinc.com and you can check it out. They're also on Amazon. She has her product in Amazon. So if you're prime like most of us are, go grab it. Go try it out. Um, this is my foray into entrepreneurship. I helped her. Um, or I was there for the whole process of launching the business and did all of the sales with her and everything like that as a young child. Like I wasn't like the leader of the sales team. (laughs) You weren't drinking it. (laughs) There was child labor, but not in that way. (laughs) But um, yeah, so definitely go check that out if you're listening. But so before you were saying you like made that jump from, let's kind of go over the timeline. You made the jump from leaving WebMD. Uh And let's talk about like, you de- what made you decide to stop? And then once you decided to stop, did you know what that next step was? Or did you just like kind of cut loose and then we're like, okay, well, let's I honestly can't remember. So I would recommend to anybody who's new starting out in their journey to write it down because right. you get old and you drink a lot and you forget things. And your kids take up so yeah, much mental load. Take- <laughs> yeah. I, so uh, I'm torn. I, at WebMD, my job was to go into the hospitals and call on doctors and sell them the professional side of the portal. And this was back in the late 90s. And most of the doctors had no idea what the World Wide Web was <laughs> or even how to log on. Yeah. So it was a whole new thing. And so when I would go in to make a sales call, they would say, okay, you can come in, but you need to bring lunch. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? Like, I was always in sales, but I never sold into the medical industry. And pharmaceutical reps back in the day would always bring lunch. So they looked at me as a pharmaceutical rep, and they asked me to bring lunch. And I was like, why do I need to do that? Like, (laughs) it made no sense. Um, So that was was my WebMD life, is every day getting a lunch, you know, trying to get up a meeting set up and then bringing a lunch and then going and make my pres- making my presentation. Mm-hmm. So this is where I'm foggy because before this, I had the idea. I'm, I'm always known in our circle of making hors d'oeuvres. Everybody loves my hors d'oeuvres. I love hors d'oeuvres. I would eat all, hors d'oeuvres all day long over a meal. So I feel like it was before this that I thought I'm going to launch this hors d'oeuvre company. Like I thought mm-hmm. I'm going to do a side gig. I need the money from WebMD. Mm-hmm. I need that paycheck, but I'm going to do the side gig because I love to cook. I love to entertain. People love my hors d'oeuvre. So I created this whole concept and created a cute little menu and made up all these hors d'oeuvres. And I had a party and invited a bunch of people so they could try my hors d'oeuvres, thinking people are just, the orders are going to come flying in. Mm-hmm. Nobody ordered. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> I don't think I really know this oh, part yeah. of the story well, at all. Do you remember when I did that art scene? 
Do you remember that no. at all? No, you were uh-uh. little. Yeah. Um, yeah, like this was my big great idea. And I put all this time and energy and effort into it, and not one person ordered. It was kind of sad. Who, who were like the people who came? Like all family and friends? So it was or? family and friends, and I um, partnered with a girl that I had met who was an artist. So we kind of did like a little art show at the Bainbridge Town Hall. Okay. And so I had vendors. Okay. I, I got a handful of vendors that had booze, and, and this was our rookie mistake. We provided the free alcohol. Like, I spent so much money on alcohol. I provided all the alcohol and all the food Uh for this event. And people came and bought from all the vendors, like, a regular art show that we all go to today where you pay to get in Uh and you don't get free food or drink. Like, that was a big rookie mistake. But so I did that and I did not get any. So this is a good segue. It's all coming back. (laughs) It's slowly coming back Yeah. So I did this art scene and passed out these cute menus i had menus made like a cocktail napkin because i'm all about that oh they're super cute i saved one of course of course you did um and nobody ordered but out of that there was a woman who was a nurse at the cleveland clinic okay she loved my food she i think liked me and she connected me with the department of cardiology at the cleveland clinic Mm. So she's like, they need food, they need lunches. So that, and I kind of think that's what got my wheel spinning. Like, okay, I know it was as a rep, I was bringing all these lunches and it was a pain. I was in a suit mm-hmm. and heels with my laptop, my briefcase. And then I was trying to juggle trays from Panera and two liters of pop mm-hmm. from the parking garage at University Hospital. <laughs> so that's, I think, after that, when nobody ordered my hors d'oeuvres, I started I'm going to start this catering business. Mm-hmm. WebMD at that point laid us off. Mm-hmm. I was I was kind of done with them anyway. Mm-hmm. But then they came, WebMD got bought out, and they laid us all off. They gave us a great severance, so that was my little cushion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's more important to me to be with Megan and take her to all of her events and pick her up from school and drop her off. I didn't want her to be a latchkey kid. Mm-hmm. Is that still a thing? <laughs> I've heard about it, but no, I don't think it's that's key. Anymore. I don't yeah. think people would allow. I think social services would come now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that was a allow. thing back yeah. in the day. Like, yeah, no, you no, gave no. your kid a key, and they came home and left themselves in the house. And yeah. you told them, like, don't start the place on fire. Yeah. No, I've heard like, about it since in parenting things I've listened to, but I have I don't think social services would allow Yeah. All right. Well, so that, like, it seemed kind of sad to to me and you know my italian mother was like that's terrible you can't let megan go home alone so that's kind of how it evolved Mm -hmm. is one i didn't want you home alone Mm -hmm. and i wanted to be very present in your life and two webmd was laying us off i knew i could go get another job but to make the money i was making it was going to be a higher power job that they were going to have a lot of demands on me and make me travel and they own you mm-hmm. and I, uh, I yeah. that's not for me you want freedom to yeah. go back real quick to okay so you did the like art show let's call it yeah. Here, or it's called the art scene the art scene okay yes. so you did the art yes. scene you had your hors d'oeuvres company I guess in then making that transition from that and then realizing oh the real business could lie in the catering because you had people asking you for it my question is about like Did you realize a strategy right then and there of customers and knowing like a business will be successful when there's the demand? Like you didn't have the demand. You knew people liked your hors d'oeuvres, but you didn't have people saying, I want you to make me hors d'oeuvres. You did have people saying, I want lunches provided. Do you think that strategy came across your mind at all or do you think it just fell into place that way? 
I think it fell into place. I don't think I. I don't think I think as deep as you. <laughs> I don't think. I think I thought dollar signed. Right. I was like, okay, I was a rep. I knew how much money I was spending every day on lunch. Mm-hmm. I knew back back in the day there was really only one good company in Cleveland that mm-hmm. was doing catered lunches that were delivered. Right. And I was like, I I can do this. I know I'm a good cook. Uh, you know, I'm diligent. I'll be on time. I knew you had it going on. I yeah. knew what not to do. Right. So I was like, huh? Okay. I think this. This could work because I knew the money was there. So mm-hmm. I was chasing the money, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I threw together a menu and I went back to all my practices mm-hmm. that I knew had, you know, 20 doctors back in the day. I don't know if they do that anymore. There was 20 doctors in a practice. So mm-hmm. I would go back there and talk to the receptionist who I already knew her because right. she knew me as the WebMD rep. And mm-hmm. I was like, hi, I'm now doing catering. Here's my menu. Give me a try. And it literally mushroomed I didn't and you know thank god there was no social media not thank god because it probably would have helped me but I don't even know how to work it but (laughs) um back in the day it was just word of mouth I didn't have to advertise I I didn't spend any money on marketing or advertising because one office would like the food and then give my menu to the rep from Pfizer or the Mm -hmm. rep from Genentech or the rep from whatever company Mm -hmm. and I would just get calls and then Mm -hmm. it just snowballed and it was, you know, I guess it was luck. I, I didn't, I never sat down and thought, okay, what's my strategy going to be? I think mm-hmm. this is a good strategy. I just was chasing the money mm-hmm. back then. Yeah. Because I was a single mom. Right. You were going to private school. Mm-hmm. You wanted to go to dance. <laughs> Mind you, I am not like a dancer. I'm only a dancer at weddings now. So I just want to preface yeah. that. Like one of my best friends actually dances or like can dance. But I just want to set the bar lower for myself. We tried though. I gave we you the tried. lessons. Yeah, we tried. But just just so people don't expect a lot of me. <laughs> you can dance. see me on the dance floor at a wedding. But like that's let's not get it. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I think... I think you have a strategic mindset. I'm all about strategy as part of the things I say is important for mompreneuring with these. I think you're lucky that you have more of a strategic mindset than you think. I definitely somehow in the genes got more of an analytical side where, yeah, you've got, and you've got the sales more than I, way more than I do. You've got that mindset, but I think both complement each other and serve the same purpose of you realize, like you said, where the money was, where the demand was. They're probably they both really go hand in hand. And just for other people, it's like you gotta go, you gotta do what's right for you. Do you remember the quote I always do what you love and the money will come. Absolutely. Yep. And that's from an Oprah book I read. Oh really? It was called The Purpose of Your Life. And and it was I was I think I was struggling back then because I was mm-hmm. making great money. We had a nice house. Like everything seemed in place, mm-hmm. but my job was not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I was kind of searching and mm-hmm. I read that book. It, it was called The Purpose of Your Life and there was a book and a workbook and mm-hmm. it was do what you love and the money will come. And it's so scary, like, you know, especially as a single mom, mm-hmm. like I needed to pay the mortgage, I needed to pay your tuition, right. et cetera, et cetera. And it's true. Like mm-hmm. if you focus on what you love, you'll figure it out. Right. But what you're doing now, I think is phenomenal to, to give people kind of a roadmap or a blueprint right. of... These are the things you need in your life that will help you. Exactly. And it's more than me just winging it. If I would have had that way back in the beginning, Mm -hmm. I would have saved myself probably a lot of grief. (laughs) For people who don't know, I'm all about strategy, support, and self-care. And so um, I do have the Mompreneur with Ease method, which is a blueprint for living a present and productive life totally credit most of this to my mom because (laughs) she's the one who showed me the way and she made it look so easy and it wasn't until I went through mompreneurship myself 
And I had my same aha moment that she did. You realized that you had all the things that you wanted, but it wasn't quite in the fulfilling way that you want. And that was exactly what happened to me. I ran my own business for 10 years and I could have kept doing it. It was successful enough that it was like starting to reach all the goals I wanted. But at the end of the day, it wasn't the vehicle I wanted to get where I wanted to go. I wasn't able to be as present and productive with my kids. Long story short, I went through this whole process. And by the end of it, I not only realized what I now feel is my life's purpose, but I also uncovered a life framework, really. It's my playbook. It's how I now can live and do live a present and productive life. And I am sharing that with you completely for free. Um, The link is in the show notes to grab my Mompreneur with Ease method, which is my blueprint for living a present and productive life. But like we talked about and what I talk about in the Mompreneur with Ease method is the support. And literally, not only through my own experiences have I found out what has helped me have less anxiety, because I'm an overachiever type A person, and I think you can attest to I've always been like (laughs) this. (laughs) So I have had to learn what to do to make myself less stressed out, and part of that has been support. It has allowed me to do this with more ease. Mm -hmm. And so then I started to look into the science behind it, and science says that we need four different types of support in our life in order to reduce stress, to have better health, all of these things. So it was really interesting as I did that research and realized, okay, here are all the things as I went through this journey of pivoting and figuring out what I wanted to do with my life and creating this new business. And I figured out, okay, I need business besties and I need an accountability partner and I need my spouse to be on board. And it's not support, I think, can be like a blanket general Mm -hmm. thing, but there's so many pieces under that that you really need to have in place because again you could do it all on your own but why make it harder right so I think something I learned from you is I knew the strategy part you modeled that brilliantly like glad you think that (laughs) (laughs) you you yeah you may not have known that's what you were doing but like you have taught me everything from all all the really goal strategies and that's a lot of what I teach now is you have to have clarity on your goals align that with your activities my mom is the one if you um grab the mompreneur with these method you'll hear about income producing activities (laughs) she has drilled that into my cousin and I's head that we have to be doing that and so that strategy part is really something you've taught I think support I learned on my own how important that was and then I have then shared that back with you Mm -hmm. and you've realized and started to put some support in your in your life I think you have attested and you can speak to this that you did have the support of your spouse eventually right and that helped you immensely and you you saw how great support can be and how it can take you further but then I think once I became a mompreneur and I showed you business besties and all this other stuff I feel like we've complimented each other well within that. Do you want to talk to that? Absolutely, yeah, learning from each other. So when Megan was probably eight, I met my now husband. So I met him, and he is super energetic, high energy, positive. He's a cheerleader. He's involved in the business. He's a great, great salesperson. He's great with customers, but he doesn't have the analytical mind. He doesn't, like... We can't sit and talk strategy, but that piece is missing. So I have found that piece in our CFO. He's super analytical. I go to him with everything like, what do you think about this? You need that piece. And just to have conversations with other people in business to say, this is our problem and this is how we solved it. Or you know, you can always learn something from somebody in business because you relate and you understand. And even if they have a completely different business, 
they have a problem and you can offer advice or see how they solved it and then apply it back to your business. So that's key to surround yourself with those type of people, which again, I didn't do. I was kind of like a little island, but I think if I would have done that early on, you know, who knows? Like, I, I won't go over all the mistakes I believe I made because <laughs> there's plenty. Um, but I see a lot of missed opportunity because I did not have that kind of um, camaraderie in my life. What do you think mindset-wise, like going back to mindset, support when you have had it now, how has that changed like emotionally for you? I know you just mentioned the mental load that weighed off of your shoulders. Is there anything else that you've noticed that support has helped you with it it just allows you to breathe like when I first started I did everything Mm -hmm. everything literally Mm -hmm. I paid the bills I paid everything and and I'm not good with numbers and that stresses me out I don't like to owe anybody anything like Mm -hmm. I like to pay for everything I don't want to be in debt and that stressed me out and then when I brought in our Ray our CFO he was like business needs debt that is good. Like this is we're gonna we're gonna take out a loan for equipment. And I was like, oh, that stresses me out. Mm-hmm. And and that's his th- that is his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So I don't mess with it. I mean, I oversee it. I look at it. He and I have a meeting. He says this is what we should do. I agree, disagree, and we move forward. So that is huge. And then I was just telling you earlier, I hired a, a woman who's gonna handle all my social media, all my email marketing, because I'm terrible at all of that stuff. Like I <laughs> she it took us, it like the plague. I totally avoided <laughs> it like the plague. It took me hours today to figure out what my password was for Instagram, <laughs> Facebook and Pinterest. Pinterest. Like I was like, I don't know what email I use. Like I'm a mess when it comes to that. I don't like that. Um so and I know that's not my strong suit. So letting her do that, paying her to do that, I mean the business is mature enough that the money is there to pay her to do it. Mm-hmm. I can I can grow this business now and I don't have to have my hand in everything. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be doing the books and I don't have to be doing social media and I don't have to be doing, have a great warehouse manager, production manager. I don't have to be back there making the product. I mean, mm-hmm. I literally used to do all those things. Right. And so that is huge. So yeah. now it's like, I can breathe. I can come over here and play with Jack and Sophia. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. as I should be able to after 20 years. Right. Yeah, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I probably could have done this after 10 years if I had my act together right. like you do. Yeah. Well, the hope, I think, is that you can always be focused on your zone of genius and whether you have to get creative with delegating and outsourcing other things um, so that you can focus on what works best for you, then you feel more happy, present, and productive. And I think that's something that we've both kind of learned hand in hand over yeah, time. Yeah, it's just, I love the the meat of running a business. Mm-hmm. I love keeping my brain engaged. I, I love solving problems. I love the challenge. I love all that. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's almost kind of like a hobby mm-hmm. that yeah. I love to do it. Yeah, I feel like that's what us overachiever type of mompreneurs are like. It's like, we are really into like building our empires and some people think we're crazy because like that's what we would like to do in our off time. And so for a lot of us, it's, the third piece, that self-care portion that I always talk about that I was telling you, I feel like you did effortlessly because I never felt like you were a mompreneur or a mom to me who was like on empty all the time and like looking frazzled and like you always seemed to have it together and you always seemed relaxed. And I feel like I remember, I know massage, the concept of massages because of you. So you <laughs> yeah, must have I gone, like, yeah. like I don't remember stuff specifically, but I think the biggest thing of that is that you always, in my mind's eye, you always found ways, you must have found ways, to fill up your cup that worked for you Mm -hmm. and that it doesn't need to be, you know, traditionally what you think of self-care. But whatever you did, you figured out what worked for you and you always seem to still be a person 
on top of a mom and an entrepreneur. Yeah, I think, thank you. I think you're giving me a lot of credit. I had one <laughs> child. I mean, you've got right. two. Watching yeah. you juggle two right now, I was like, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but it's as a mom, you, it's you do your it. reality. Yeah, you like, do yeah, it. Your yeah. reality is different. Um, yeah. and, and I had the benefit of you would go see your dad every Wednesday and every mm-hmm. other weekend. So I had these blocks of time that I t- could take care of myself. But I always, once I put you to bed, mm-hmm. I always you know, would read a book mm-hmm. or watch a show or take a bath or mm-hmm. just like, I feel like I worked hard all day. Now I need to breathe. Mm-hmm. Like I just, that was always my thing. Like, and, and that, you know, my, my thing is I work hard and I play hard. When yeah. I'm working, I'm very intense and I'm working. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in relaxed mode, like I, I unplug like mm-hmm. this, this company that I just hired to do all the social media, I was not at the office and she texted me and she said something like, Pinterest sent you a code that I need, emailed you a code I need to get in. And I'm like, ooh, I'm not at the office and I don't get email on my phone. And she was like, what? And I go, no, no, no. I, I, I knew that would be problematic if I had email on my phone and I had a cocktail in me. I know the work part of me would feel the need to check the email, mm-hmm. which I know I would do. Mm-hmm. And then the cocktail end of me would be responding. And that never ends up well. No. So she goes, wow, I'm so impressed with how you unplug and can compartmentalize. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I just know myself. I have to. Mm-hmm. I know I I don't have the ability to be out having fun. And if I see an email come through, to ignore it until we're not partying. Right. So like that is just a self-check I had to do for myself. Mm-hmm. And I just think if you know yourself and know what you're good at, what mm-hmm. you're not good at. You got to find out what works for you. Yeah. That's what I'm all about. It's like... Yeah, I'm going to teach you how to have a strategic mindset and I'm going to tell you the support that will be helpful to have in place based on science and self-care. But I'm not going to tell you what to do with those things. You have to figure it out for yourself. And part of what I teach you is it's all about clarity, aligning that with what you're doing, and then recalibration. Right. You always, like what me time works for you right now might not work for you a week from now or not even every day. That's why I'm all about rhythm banks and like having a list of things you can pull from and be intuitive and intentional with your time. And one, knowing what works for you and two, recognizing in every moment where's your energy at and picking the things that match with your energy. Right. Sometimes you it's are- just a bath. Right, yeah. It's Sometimes just, it's a full unplug. Yeah. Sometimes Listening it's, to music yeah, or watching yeah. Gilmore Girls exactly. for the 7,000th <laughs> I'm time. I'm on t- my 10th time watching it all the way through from front to end. Oh, my God. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah, like you said, it's all about figuring out what works for you. Mm-hmm. And I think the self-care portion is so important. And, like, yeah. you were lucky that you had it baked in. Right. And so, so like, you, you had it very intense. 24-7 when I was around, but then you had the baked-in time where I would go be with dad. Right. Whereas what my husband Colin and I have done is we've like kind of, now that I say this out loud as we're talking, like we've kind of created that for ourselves. Like we have our me time nights tonight as we're recording this. This is my me time night. And, and you're so, working. I, yeah, but this is different. <laughs> we're know, just chit-chatting. Like not really yeah, it's working. not really yeah. work. It's just fun. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like we have our me time nights and our like lazy mornings. And it's, yeah, you've got to put you stuff like to. that yeah. in. Otherwise, you're not going to do it. Us no. overachievers are going to choose to do other things. And I think we all agree that we want the mompreneurship life is because we want to be present. We want to be productive. It's that other side. Right. We want to do something for ourselves so that we don't get out on the other end. And right. when our kids need us less and less and, and be have like, no who life. am I? Yeah, right. who am yeah. I? What, what I mean, do I, I have really think that's my mother's age mm-hmm. group big time. Yeah. I think what you showed me in life, you were able to be present and productive. And I think 
people ask me about that about me now like you have 202 and now you're on to your second business and like how are you doing it and it's just clarity alignment recalibration get clear align that with your activities you got to go back and optimize and optimize and go back through again and again and I think that's a big part of the ease yeah yeah it is and and allowing yourself Mm -hmm. like not not feeling guilty like I'm gonna have a night where I'm gonna drink wine with a girlfriend Mm -hmm. or I'm gonna drink wine and read a book or I'm just gonna take a bath and unplug like allowing yourself to breathe the permission the permission yeah 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 you you have to because you have to have the balance Mm -hmm. it's just or else you're gonna burn out and you're gonna throw in the towel right and we don't want that no we don't want no if you've got the passion if you're this far that you're listening to this podcast that (laughs) you want you've got a little business going or you're you have a bigger business going Mm -hmm. whatever but you're having trouble balancing with kids i mean it's, it's hard but in my mind my most important job was being a mom like that trumped everything yeah but you got to relish these moments when your kids are little cuz you see i mean jack's two yeah and it goes crazy. so fast yeah. and you've you know in day to day i know there are long days mm-hmm. and you're exhausted and they're screaming at you <laughs> and you've washed dishes and you've been spit up on and all mm-hmm. that stuff and it feels like this is exhausting and never ending mm-hmm. it it ends yeah and it ends before you know it ends yeah so you need to relish it but you can't give yourself up in the process exactly 100% yeah all right, one couple of things to wrap us up. First off, let's hear what you would say is your funniest mompreneur moment. So like a moment, I think I already know <laughs> which know one, it. I know what you're going to say. But I, I think this is going to be fun to ask throughout the podcast because it's going to be all mompreneurs <laughs> I'm interviewing. So like, what is your crazy, silliest, you tell yours and then I'll tell mine. Like, I kind of think they're going to be the same. Well, I'm going to tell mine from me now as a mompreneur. Okay. Okay. Because I'm trying to think of, I mean, because I know which one you're going to say. So yeah, you tell yours as a mompreneur and I'll tell okay. mine because I don't know if I'll have an opportunity on another another podcast um, episode to do this. So you okay. tell me your funniest, just stereotypical mom plus entrepreneur moment. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure how old you were. Maybe second grade, third grade, mm-hmm. little. So the Cleveland Clinic Department of Cardiology was my biggest customer, mm-hmm. and I would deliver lunch to them every day for 60 of their fellows, and they asked me to do a happy hour. Mm-hmm. So I go pick up Megan, and Megan loves to talk. <laughs> That's why I have a podcast. <laughs> and so like I'm like I'm frazzled. I'm like in my head like okay, don't forget this, don't forget that. We need this. Do I have that? Do I have the sauces? So she's like, Mom. Oh, school today was this. Oh, and like giving me her whole rundown. And I was like, oh my God, help. And so I was like, okay, Megan, I need I have a very important job for you. Your job is to carry this cup. I had like a, a clear cup full of the toothpicks with the frills on it. Cause I think I did like a sweetest meatball, meatballs or something. So I'm like, your job is to be in charge of this cup. I need you to carry this cup and put it on the table. I need your help. And she was like, okay, okay. Like so stinking cute. <laughs> And so we like, and I, I move fast. So I'm hustling and she's trying to keep up with me. Super cute. And I feel super guilty because I'm like the poor little thing. She just wanted to tell me about her day. And, and I'm dragging her through the corridors of the Cleveland clinic. We went through the bowels of the basement to get where we were going. And she's trying to keep up and I'm trying to look professional. Like, oh yeah, no, I don't have my kid in tow, but I really do. Uh, Like it was a whole like stressful, stressful. So we get into the room. I start setting up. 
And I'm like, okay, Megan, the cup, you know, you need to put the cup over here by the meatballs. And she, I don't know what she did, <laughs> but she fumbled the cup and all the toothpicks went flying in the air, all over the air, all on the floor. And she was like, oh no, mom. She was panicked. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we got this. So we like picked them all up. And then I'm like, oh my God, all these toothpicks hit the floor. <laughs> these doctors are going to use them to eat meatballs. Five but second rule. Yeah, right? it's okay. So, and I'm scrambling to pick them up before anyone comes into the room and sees what we're doing. And she felt horrible and she was upset. So I was trying to kind of calm her down and be like, it's fine. It's okay. We're good. But I was like, what am I doing? Oh my God, I'm torturing my poor child. <laughs> I don't know. I'm doing a good service to my customer. But we pulled it all together. And we looked professional. And we looked good. And we walked out of there with our heads held high. And everything was fine. And yeah. nobody, nope. nobody was and hurt And they used me for years to come. <laughs> so that was... So everything will end up just fine. Yeah. No that matter was, what happens yeah. for you. Yeah. Was that your same story? That would be mine for you. I didn't remember all the details. I just remember the toothpick story as just like a legendary thing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't quite remember all the details. I just remembered them spilling. And I feel like we laughed a lot. Yeah, Maybe like we you, didn't you laugh freaked until... out at first. You I'm were, sure. and so it was kind of like I watch you do with Jack when mm-hmm. he freaks out and you like distract him and get him laughing about something. Yeah, same scenario. Yeah, same thing. Well, yeah. he is, I think, a hundred percent me. Yeah. Well, he's a hundred percent me, and then also weirdly a hundred percent you. I know, which is so, so funny, crazy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'd say my my craziest mompreneur moment, and you're gonna you're gonna laugh once we oh, I start boy. saying it. So I was about to go on live TV for my previous business uh-huh. and I was five weeks six weeks pregnant with, <laughs> six weeks pregnant yeah. with Jack and you know just like the craziness of first trimester like just just everything is just crazy like crazy yeah. your body is just doing crazy things because it's and trying to like yeah. and you don't know what's going on and you're just I knew that I was pregnant but you're just like, just trying to trying to grow a human, you know, no big deal. And I'm about to go on live TV for um, my previous business. And I'm like, I, I had a, this fashion business, as some of you may know. And I was in my mobile boutique that I had brought to the station. <laughs> and I'm trying to pick clothes and I'm going to put on the mannequin because I'm doing some kind of whatever. It would have been summer. No, it would have been fall. So I was doing whatever, a fall segment. And all of a sudden I was like, I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, no. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. But it's fine. It's fine. I got to get the rest of these clothes, and then I'll go in, and then I can go to the bathroom. Okay. It'll be great. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> just like my children will do in my future life, <laughs> at that moment, girl had an accident. <laughs> Mama had an accident, and and I should have had a diaper on me. Oh. And I had to run into the bathroom. I had to leave the clothes behind. I'll have to go back and get them later because I'm about to be on live TV. <laughs> run into the bathroom. I had to clean my underwear in the sink. Oh. And I'm like, and I called you. I called you, and I was like, "You are never gonna freaking believe this child is already trying to play jokes on me." Before I go on live TV, and nobody knew, but before I go on live TV, I am in a bathroom cleaning my underwear because I, my child is already playing jokes on me. And that is just the stereotypical yep. mompreneur. You can never you make do it happen. Yeah, yeah. but it's always it mom and preneur and right. entrepreneur. Right. Like you can never just have your entrepreneur moment. There's always gonna be a kid running past in your Zoom meeting right. with their underwear on their head. And you're like, hey guys, this is the life this I live. Yeah. This is, I'm doing the best I can. And I think that's what we're trying to do. At the end of every day, just be the best that we can yeah. be with what we got going on that right. day. Right. 
Yeah. That's all be you the do. best mom you can be. That's yeah. the number one. In my opinion, that's the number one thing. Yeah. And then run a successful business. It's a bonus. Yeah. Totally. And it's for you. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming. I'm so excited. This is my first episode. Yay! I hope everybody enjoyed it. I will put in the show notes. Again, you can find um, my mom's company at DeMarie Inc. on all social platforms, DeMarieInc.com, or go on to Amazon and look up Frappe Vino if you would like to get yourself some slush mixes. And if you want to keep following along with all of our fun stuff, make sure to hop on my email list, grab the Mompreneur with Ease method. That will also be in the show notes. You'll also get a special invite to find another cool place to connect with me to hear my day-to-day life and to hear what kind of crazy things Jack and Sophia are up to (laughs) while I am trying to get my work done. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for joining. I appreciate it. Love to do it. I can't wait for you guys to listen to the next one. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Want more? Head to themompreneurguide.com to grab my personal framework for living a present and productive life and to hear my real-time ahas on Telegram. See you next time.